Hello everyone, and welcome to the One Drop of Water, our weekly podcast dedicated to conserving water and saving the environment. What do you call two birds that you can recycle? I don't know. Two cans. Hello, and welcome back to One Drop of Water. Today, we will be talking about recycling with our special guest teacher, Mr. Wigglesworth. Mr. Wiggs is a seventh grade science teacher here at NMS. Mr. Wiggs, I uh, didn't know that recycling could help reduce our water. Can you explain how that works to me? Well, thanks for having me today, and I appreciate you guys asking me to come in. I'm going to do my best to answer the questions the best I can. Um, Yeah, anytime you recycle, Um, you don't have to produce a new product. Actually, let me walk it back a second. Um, The three R's, probably the most important. You're going to always apply the three R's in in order of um, reuse, reduce, um, and recycle. And anytime you use any of the three R's, you're going to save water because you're, you're not bringing a new product into the world. And products consume a lot of water because in the process of manufacturing they have to clean it Um, just think about any product you've ever received spotlessly clean right Um, the other thing that uses a lot of water in manufacturing is when you manufacture anything that has to be molten and then cooled down so anything that's plastic has to be melted and formed into the shape that it is in and then it has to be cooled down and that consumes a lot of water. That water is often recycled, but you're still using water. Um, A lot of products that need to be grown are gonna consume a lot of water. Uh, All our foods, fibers for clothing, and uh, vegetables, anything that's grown just consumes a massive amount of water. So anytime you can reduce, reuse, or recycle, you're going to save a ton of water. Does recycling clothes, like, how much water does it, like, actually save? Do we have any actual facts on that? Well, not, like, but, like, exact facts. I know that they're actually factual, but, like, how much does, like, one pound of cotton use? I can't speak to the number specifically, but you have to be, (laughs) because I'm such a technical person and I teach science, you have to be clear with what you're doing. Are you reusing it? Are you recycling it? Um... So an example of like recycling or upcycling um, clothing would be to take, like I know there's jean drives where they collect jeans or, or denim and then they take those jeans or denim and they shred them and they kind of, for lack of a better term, fluff them up and then they spray them with like a, like a fire resistant chemical of some sort and then they blow it into the cavities in the walls to use it as an insulation. So now the jeans don't go into the dump, the jeans become an insulation, the the insulation saves energy, Uh, it it saves water because you don't have to produce fiberglass insulation, you don't have to dig up a mine and and extract minerals to make the fiberglass, so it saves all around. Now that would be um, recycling. What you guys are going to be doing from what I understand is collecting clothes and then having them uh, redistribute them in a thrift shop. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, 
so then that's a reuse so that's the ultimate what you really want to do you really want to just take the thing that somebody doesn't desire anymore or doesn't need in their life or doesn't fit anymore for whatever reason it needs to leave that person's life and go to another person and if that person doesn't have to buy a product then again you don't you're not using the you're not consuming the water so then that person gets to use that product and as long as that person can take that product and use it as the product that it was intended to be used you're saving water but then at the at the end of that life cycle the second or third person that gets it um, they go okay well now it's just tattered and torn and it, it just it can't be a gene anymore so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make sure that this goes to the place that recycles blue jeans and then we'll make it into insulation now you're hitting all the marks you're really saving it and giving it more adding more to its life cycle is is the best thing that you could possibly do for any product has anybody here ever heard of the blue jean um, collections no. never ever in my life no, me neither. Um, I'm wondering if we could somehow incorporate this into our clothing drive that we're going to be doing here at school. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can, you can, you just got to follow the three R's. I mean, that that's key. And not only just that, but you're, you know, you're saving the product. You don't have to extract it. You don't have to, to, to um, manufacture anything. You're just, you know, you're you're going to save water. You're going to save resources. You're going to save everything the whole way. Absolutely. Yeah, reusing seems like a really good way to save water. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. Same. Do they reuse or do they use clothes um, to for other things other than insulation? Um, I'm sure they do. Off the top of my head, uh, I I don't know. I just the blue jean one really stuck with me because it was. Uh, I had recently, I've been building a house for the last three or four years, so it was an option. Um, and in the long run, it, it cost effectiveness was a tough one for me. It cost a, a bit more. Actually, Mr. Wiggs talking about all these blue jean stuff, I just realized that right now I'm wearing thrifted jeans <laughs> that I got a few weeks ago. Do any of you guys have like any thrifted clothes that you wear all the time? I love thrifting sweaters. They're so comfy. <laughs> thrifting sweaters are awesome. The sweaters are well worn. Eh. <laughs> do, do you always get the what you want, like, or yeah. do you just make accommodations? Like, well, this is the one that's here. I'll take this one. Um, well, I usually go to the men's uh, uh, sweaters section, and they have really big, like, cool patterns and like, yeah. <laughs> They're really good sweaters. Well, I would say um, a sweater is probably a sweater or blue jeans, anything made of cotton or, or wool or anything like that, any kind of natural fibers. Reusing that kind of clothing, that kind of textile, is going to really reduce water. Um, to, to grow animals or to grow cotton, cotton's very intensive with water. Um, so, like, a lot of your clothing that you guys have is, like, blends I believe like if you looked at your clothing right now and you looked at the tags it would be a blend but if you're gonna wear a, a sweater a sweater is usually not gonna be a blend it's gonna be cotton or it's gonna be wool or a blend of cotton and wool with which are both natural and if you guys from science class you guys should know that um, just those processes everything every life process requires a massive amount of water uh, and it's it's some of those numbers are staggering like, you, to quantify them um, who here drinks milk? 
How many people here have had mac and cheese, Kraft mac and cheese? Yeah. Right. So if and everybody here is raising their hand. Um, <laughs> so if you, I live down the street from a dairy farmer, and when you talk to him about, he's very scientific, and and he and he loves to talk about farming. And um, the first time I heard some of his talks and him telling me, he knew I was a science teacher. And he was telling me that every gallon of milk that you have, that you drink, um, requires like, or no, I'm sorry, a day's worth of milk from a cow, which is like 10 gallons of milk, requires, I think it was 70 pounds of feed and 250 pounds of water a day. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, and, and then when he was telling me the story, and they explained this to me, and I'm like, holy cow, that's a lot of water. And then they, they collect all this milk, and I said, well, what do they do with all the milk that, you, that you're, you're selling him, that you're selling the, the milk people? And they take it, and they put it in Kraft Mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. But before they do that, they take the water back out. So they have to remove the water from it. So they're, just, they're moving that water around in massive amounts. Um, so when you think about your, your fiber, your, cotton and your clothing or wool from a, a sheep it's just you know you don't really think do you guys think about i'm wearing a sweater that comes from the hair of a i don't know a, i don't even know a sheep or a goat or llama do you think about that not at all i think i would if i was wearing llama stuff <laughs> <laughs> but do you, do you do you even like do, do kids even think about i'm wearing a fiber that came from a plant and I think that's part of like if we were more aware of that stuff that we knew that you're like oh I'm putting on clothing I mean just check in with it just for a fraction of a second in the morning and you're pulling the shirt over your head I mean everybody does it every day but nobody gives any thought to where that comes from yeah. we just think the gap or we think you know whatever store and if we thought that you know we maybe have a little bit more value to it or you'd think about it or you'd be like okay I'm done with this this needs I need to find the next person that needs this sweater and there's no shortage of people that need clothing. It's almost right? like the hidden cost of water. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've been talking before about washing clothes and, and washing dishes and washing yourself and showers and brushing your teeth. Yeah. That's, you can see the water going down the drain there. We, you don't consider yeah. how water impacts these pieces. I think, I think one of the best things that I, the, the, the experiences that I have as a human um, is, is, and realizing your resources is when you go camping. Have you guys been camping? Yeah, I've no. gone camping. No. no? I never will because the amount of mosquitoes that will bite me is just going to be like <laughs> 100. Bingo, right? I, I, would, I would challenge you to go camping. Even though you're afraid of the mosquitoes, it's going to be an experience. And, and, and having the, mosquito, uh, the mosquitoes, you know, getting at you and bothering you or what have you, it would, um, it would benefit your everyday life because you'd be like, well, you know what I like right now? There's no mosquitoes. Like, you get yeah. to benefit from that. But back to the resources, when you take, when you go camping and there's no access to water and you bring your one or two or three gallons that you have, all of a sudden you become, you start to conserve. You become very aware. Um, and the only thing you have to do is run yourself out of water one time when you're camping and you're like, okay, well, I was a little hasty with that water. I was, you know, I was, I was using it, you know, not sparingly. And then all of a sudden you realize how important that water is. And, uh, you know, you get dirty quick, you get thirsty, you, you don't have enough to clean the dishes, you, you know, you just want to rinse your face a little bit or something like that. And you really realize when you have one or two gallons 
and then then you realize how little you can use and still get the same thing accomplished. Um, I'll, I'll never forget going. We were camping and we we filled a solar shower. Do you guys know what a solar shower is? No. Nobody knows what a solar shower is. I can assume, but. I don't know exactly. I have no idea. What's your assumption? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, assume, I mean, I'm not that I'm actually thinking. I was thinking maybe something where you'd like fill up like a gallon and you can like take it with you, but now it's like solar shower, something with the sun or something. I'm not sure. So there's like these bags. They're black like vinyl bags. You fill them with a couple gallons of water and you hang it in the sun. And while you're out doing whatever you're doing, hiking during the day, it just sits in the sun and it heats up. And you have, I think the ones that we had were have two and a half gallons of water in it. Right, so you have two and a half gallons of water, and it's got a little nozzle to hang, hang it up in a tree, and then you take a shower with this with this water. And um, we bought, it was crazy, we bought three or four of these solar showers because we thought we would each need one. And I bet you your average shower today is probably like 10, 15, 20 gallons, right, for each yeah. each day, each person, something like that. Maybe more, maybe less, I don't know. We did so, a whole podcast on that. Yeah. So what is it? What's the number? <laughs> Is there a number for the sh for an average shower? I think it's twenty five. Yeah, I think the yeah. average shower because we're right. doing baths versus showers, and showers use I mean baths use so much water, but baths yeah, and showers yeah, yeah. are so way much. better anyway. So a quick shower would be yeah okay. So twenty five gallons. There you have it. So let's just take one tenth of that. Two and a half gallons in this solar shower, and we each bought one. We each had a solar shower, and we went to take a shower, and like I, I hit myself with the water, soaked myself up, turned the shower off, took all the soap off. I used like. A half gallon of water. We ended up three or four guys ended up taking uh, showers with two and a half gallons, and we had an extra three or four of these solar showers that were full and warm. We didn't use all the water, so all of a sudden we used for three guys take showers. We used two and a half gallons of water, as opposed to twenty five for one. And we don't even bat an eye at twenty five for one each of us here. So in this room here, if we all took a shower today, we're looking at like three hundred gallons. That's way too much. In a heartbeat. I think you bring up some really good points here, and it's just about being mindful about what we do every day and how it impacts how much water we're using, um, reusing, or conserving or not. So um, whether it's your showers or back to thrifting and the sweaters and how much water it takes. And just making sure that we're conscious of not wasting or throwing away and possibly even exchanging or thrifting or reusing or donating to others in need can really circle back to conserving water. So we appreciate you being here today. and Thank you for having me. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you, you yeah. so much. I appreciate it. I think the takeaway from this uh, is, is being mindful. You know, because everything we do, if we have to think about it, it's not going to happen naturally. And if somebody doesn't put something in place, or think about it, or 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 just get everybody at, you know, to to get in that kind of groove of conserving or saving, nothing will happen. And I'm going to thank you guys because this kind of awareness that you guys have here at the table, and bringing this and putting this out in front of people, is the thing that changes the mind. You, you need to hear things. You need to process it. You need to think about it. And then you have to act on it. And if things like this from young people like yourselves that, that don't promote this and get people to think about this, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. We just all have to do our part, basically. That's right. Everybody's got to think about it. You know, just acknowledge it. And you guys putting this out there is, is a phenomenal thing. And I thank you for that. The world will thank you for that. Okay? Yeah. Right, thanks. Exactly. Thank you for watching and make sure to follow us on Instagram at one.drop.of.water 
we are close to 100 followers, so follow us there. And we appreciate you watching. And we will see you in the next podcast. And thank you! Wait, watching? <laughs> it's a podcast! <laughs> <laughs> I meant listening! <laughs> Next episode, we will be talking about reusing water with our 8th grade science teacher, Mr. Qualley. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram at one.drop.of.water for updates and tips. This has been a production of Newtown Middle School the Environmental Action Club, and Miss Metzler's Period 6 class.